Welcome to Words of Love. I'm your host, Dr. Dwayne, and I'm thrilled you've chosen to listen for just a few minutes about one of my passions, the healing power of a loving heart. My granddaddy taught me these lessons of love, and applying them daily has saved my life. That is why I started the Words of Love podcast. It is my hope that you'll find transformational pearls of strength in each of the true life stories of my guests. Words have power, and my intention always is to use them to heal. So listen, eat the fish and leave the bones. Receiving each true life testimony in the spirit of love and light in which it's offered. Now, if you're ready, let's dig deep. I'm sober, gay, and a cancer surgeon. Three facets of my identity and experience, which have made one truth crystal clear. Words of love are powerful medicine. I believe they are our most powerful. They heal, transform, instruct, and very often they save lives. I know this because one powerful conversation with my now deceased grandfather set my life on a healing trajectory which continues to this day. That conversation is the inspiration for this podcast. Now, this story is for all the little boys, little girls, and the little gender-fluid kids, too. Most of us are still little kids inside, though we occupy grown-up bodies. This story is about my granddaddy, as I called him. He was born in 1925, and his parents farmed 98 acres of land with their 11 children. This land is still held by their offspring to this day. My granddaddy was a child of the Great Depression and a veteran of World War II. He eventually started a concrete finishing company, first with his younger brothers and later with his father, Alfred Clay. And here's where I come in. I was the apple of my grandparents' eye, the only son of the oldest son the only son of their only son. That is, until my father's brother, my uncle, was born 10 short weeks before I was. You can probably already see where this is going. From my formative years until early adulthood, I was the only male grandchild named Jenkins. And I was the first, so no pressure. It comes as a surprise to no one that I was my granddaddy's constant shadow. If I wasn't in school, I would spend entire weekends with him. I left on Friday, walked the dirt road, cut through the field, and 10 minutes later was in my happy place. I would stay as late on Sunday evening as I could get away with, and I'm sure it drove my mother crazy. I have nothing but beautiful memories of time spent in that house which incidentally my grandfather built with his own hands. That house still stands today. He raised all his children there. My grandmother died there. 
And just a year or so ago, my granddaddy died there as well. So when I heard him say one day, with what I interpreted as a serious, slightly stern look in his eye, but only slight, because my granddaddy was a kind and loving man. When I heard him say, to no one in particular, but in the presence of more than a few listeners, I saw Dwayne switching today. Oh, you have to know that fear and panic were my instant reactions. Now, switching for the uninitiated is a Southern way of describing gentle sway of the hips when walking. Typically, this is associated with female sexuality. When a genetic female does it, it either attracts no attention at all or way too much attention. When a genetic male does it, it never goes unnoticed. I honestly can't tell you what he did or did not see. I was just a kid in his happy place being himself. What I can tell you is this. Hearing him say that was a turning point. And that moment lived with me for the next 30 years. It was the moment I learned, or better put, decided to always be afraid. It was the moment I unknowingly made a devil's bargain. A bargain, sadly, far too many of you listeners will recognize. The bargain was this. I will be my best. I will be the most charming. I will be the least offensive so that no one will ever look at me and see me as a boy who switches. Now, to say that I have always been driven is possibly, bluntly, a given. Number one grands, that's what my granddaddy called me to the day he died. Number one grands are inherently driven. Gay number one grands are especially driven. And gay, black, southern, small town number one grands just may border on being pathologically driven. Now, how small is small? Well, I graduated high school with 70 other people. Five of us entered college right away that fall, though many others have graduated college since. In our town, Norway it's called, one family owned the gas station and the grocery store, and I worked at them both. And as you might be able to guess, there was a private school named for a Confederate figure, and there was one flashing red traffic light. So you get the picture. My flight away from Norway echoed my flight away from my internal truth. I could not admit my attraction to men, nor pursue the life I dreamed of building with one. But degrees, religion, career, marriage, and even a child could not keep water from finding its level. Oh, and neither could lots of booze, or lots of sex, or acting out in other ways. Eventually, I had to face my truth. 
or frankly, I was going to die. Now I want to pause right here and state unequivocally. Addiction, depression, suicidality, these are all real diseases. They afflict millions of people and they are no laughing matter. Those suffering are to be treated with compassion and with dignity. For those affected by these diseases, there is help. And it's just one phone call, one chat, or one SMS text away at the 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. It's available 24 hours a day and many languages are spoken. Call or text 988 or go to 988lifeline.org. You are not alone. At one year sober, I went back to where it all began. I went home, back to that country town with just one flashing light. Back to the house I practically grew up in. Same house that he built with his own two hands. And there he was, sitting in his recliner, in that same chair where, if he wasn't watching Archie Bunker, George and Wheezy, or some of those crooks like Jim and Tammy, he was sharing lessons on the faith of Abraham and talking about leading with love. We sat there, him in his recliner, and me on the edge of his bed. The same bed where, some years later, he eventually died, and I made my confession. Granddaddy, I'm gay. And I drank for years because I believed you were ashamed of me. I drank because I was ashamed of me. And because I'm still recovering, I know that I'll drink again if I had let you die without hearing me say these words. And what he said next to me truly set me free. And eventually, it inspired this podcast. Dwayne, my number one grand, you must be true to yourself. It is my hope that everyone listening to this show and all our subsequent episodes will embrace the power of being your true self. Self-acceptance, or being true to yourself, is a process, a skill even. It requires work. What's more, it can be downright scary. It can be terrifying even to show up without apology from your unique place of truth. But when you do the work, of setting yourself free from your limiting beliefs, the world becomes more expansive, more loving, more safe for yourself and for every generation that follows. In effect, you care for all God's creatures as you take care of yourself. Thank you for listening to this inaugural episode of the Words of Love podcast. By doing so, you have helped to keep me sober. Check out episode one to hear from Ed R., the man who taught me that phrase. And whatever you do, don't you ever let nobody tell you you're not strong enough. It's a healthcare cowboy. 
sending you love and light. Bye now.